0: oh boy what a week we asked and you answered what do you guys want to be called dear listeners
1: well have we landed on the one that it's gonna be because we got a couple different responses yeah
0: so let's talk about let's quickly just get everyone caught up on familiar naming the
1: audience the children
0: exactly one suggestion which is that our listeners are called bugs
1: okay see I like that right like you are
0: bugs bugs. yeah right you are bugs Mm-hmm. but it does feel a little disrespectful which listen if you guys roll like that i know some of you do
1: it sounds like that plane is gonna land on us
0: please do <laughs> speaking of a plane landing on us are we gonna talk about health insurance oh, Christ. <laughs> no no one wants to hear that but we can like, do that
1: on patreon but the
0: way that capitalism has their knee on our necks saying you want health care then you better go get a corporate fucking job. It's insane. And then we'll give it for you. And then meanwhile, they don't even have jobs. Goal.
1: Congratulations to the church next door. They just (laughs) scored a a winning goal.
0: But yeah, I mean, I got a letter yesterday from, I don't even know if I want to say this because maybe my mom's listening and then she's going to freak out. Let's don't. But what? Then Let's don't then. Let's don't then? Yeah. I like to make
1: her worry. Okay, let's make her worry. Well, basically, I just got a letter and it was
0: like, hey, your health insurance next year, it's going to be... $400 Four hundred dollars a month.
1: Yikes! And I am just
0: like, I don't have that kind of disposable income. No. LOL. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, I you have to have disposable income to in order to have health, health insurance. Yeah. Uh-huh. And instead, what my taxpaying dollar is going to fund George Santos's salary? Just kidding. Not anymore.
2: <laughs> not anymore. Bye, girl.
0: <laughs> Bye, girl. But no, my my taxpayer dollar is going to. Well, I mean, has the is there a speaker of the house yet? Yeah. The majority leader? Yeah. What happened with, um, remember like the Republicans like ousted what's his face? They replaced Oh, Kevin him? McCarthy. Yeah. They replaced him. Okay, cool. With
1: like a virtual nobody. Got it. What a time
0: to what be alive. What a time.
1: Apophis, where are you at?
0: Speaking of government.
1: There's alien news.
0: Yeah, baby. What's so- going on? One of our devoted listeners messaged me to say, have you listened to the new David Grush interview?
1: Oh, on Joe Rogan.
0: On Joe Rogan. Okay. Now, normally I wouldn't plug the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know. I can't even remember actually why like everyone wanted Joe Rogan's podcast to be pulled. Was it because of his COVID beliefs Uh, or just like who he was like interviewing? I just remember like all these musicians were like pulling their music off of Spotify because they wouldn't take down Joe Rogan's podcast.
1: Yeah. I don't remember exactly but it was something ideological like that.
0: So, David Grush mm-hmm. went on Joe Rogan's podcast.
1: Okay, I can see this going well already.
0: Our podcast? No, Joe oh. Rogan. <laughs> I know, ours
1: goes well. This episode? We do this every week.
0: Thank you. So, he it was actually really good. I was like, this podcast is good. Joe Rogan doesn't talk a lot at all. And David Grush, by the end of the three-hour interview, I was like fully certain that David Grush is the greatest American hero, maybe of all time.
1: See, we had already asserted that he was an American hero or, like, one of the great American heroes, but, like, that's a big claim. Was he Was he talking about more stuff than he was saying on the Hill when yes. he was, you know, being deposed for Congress?
0: Yes, because also, like, he, as time goes on, like, he submits... Certain like new things Mm -hmm. for um what's the word like he goes through some review board right to see like oh can I say this or is this sensitive information Got it Got it Got it And so the more time goes on the more things like he submits for review you know and he can speak on or he knows not to speak on but he knows how he can speak on it Gotcha Right like so that it's not jeopardizing national security But like the you know the, the board of review is very fair because I mean they have to uphold the First Amendment Yeah So So, I mean, he kind of did, like, talk about a lot of things that we hadn't heard him talk about on the Hill. Because on the Hill, it was more about, I mean, he was being interviewed alongside two pilots. So the focus wasn't, you know, solely on him. This time, it was just on him. One-on-one. This man is so fucking well-spoken. Yes. And when you hear him talk and you...
1: He's young, too.
0: He's young. He's a freaking... He literally identifies as, like, an older millennial. Yeah. He's 36. Yeah. And he says, he says... On the podcast, he's like, M-, and I really highly encourage, I don't want to send anyone away from our podcast, but like genuinely go listen to this interview and oh, tell yeah. everyone, you know, to go listen to this interview because it is com- extremely compelling
1: for you. What do you think was the biggest sort of like
0: takeaways? Because we
1: haven't had one of these yet this season. But for you, what do you think was the biggest or the three biggest galaxy brains that you walked away being like, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. Wish he could have said that on Capitol Hill.
0: He's able to confirm a lot of things through implication that he isn't allowed to explicitly confirm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the possession of, obviously, UAPs, both Mm -hmm. fully intact and, you know, partial. The possession of dead pilots, not of, like, just, like, DNA, but, like, full, like, bodies.
1: Which he kind of alluded to on the Hill. He said something like, you know, when you recover crashed craft, sometimes you come across... The remains of the pilots. Yes. Yeah.
0: So he, you know, confirms that. He confirms Lockheed Martin's possession of the technology.
1: Okay. So skunk works implicated.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing that he talks about, I mean, just the way... He talks about arriving at all the information that he has mm-hmm. and like what he has seen with his own eyes and, and what he hasn't seen with his own eyes, but like has heard testimony of. And he's very careful not to like answer any questions that he doesn't fully have the answer to or right. didn't, you know, or heard through the grapevine. Like there's a lot, there's obviously like water cooler sure, talk, like, but he is like, no, I, w- I want to be so ironclad in what I'm telling you is good. true and what I'm telling you I don't know is true. Yeah. Apparently, he also talks about having had. Several in-person meetings with Harry Reid, okay, who was the former majority leader of the United States, uh, and senator
1: from Nevada. Yes, BFF he, of Nancy Pelosi. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. He died in 2021. Yeah. Rest in peace. And and then he had apparently Harry Reid had an interview with an interview with the New Yorker, and that's where he names Lockheed Martin as you know a corporation that mm-hmm.
1: is involved. hanging on to stuff that they got from up there out there yes.
0: and so that's why he, uh, Grush is like able to name it because he's like I'm not naming it's it impressed. I'm just naming what yeah. Harry Reid named yeah he talks about the fact that Harry Reid had a lot of trouble getting you know the read-ons for mm. these s- special access programs yep. you know he just really really goes through everything mm-hmm. that leads him to blow the whistle on this Kind of not abuse of power, but an abuse of secrecy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he really identifies as, you know, he's like, uh, listen, I'm an older millennial. Yeah. Like, I think my generation really does want to see change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is this sort of like everyone wants to have secrets that no one else has kind of mentality. But the reality is like we should be like the fact of the matter is we have technology and we have science that should be accessible to like graduate students, you know, in the same way that like we're able to study nuclear physics.
1: Yeah, like other academic type papers. Yeah.
0: Um, You know, and not necessarily nuclear weapons, because not everyone needs to be able to understand how nuclear weapons work. But like, you know, it only advances our national security, at the very least, let Mm -hmm. alone humanity to have access to like nuclear physics and, and have like public access to that that information yeah. you know it's the in same in like a transparent
1: controlled yes. kind he's of like, way. listen yeah.
0: he's he's like 95% of what is being held secret does not jeopardize national security mm-hmm. at all it is literally just like we don't want to tell anyone
1: mm-hmm. and like actual just you. power play yes
0: yeah. and it is an abuse of power mm-hmm. so
1: abuse of power in
0: America in America
1: no strong <laughs> are kidding me
0: and the most interesting thing mhm I believe that he talks about is the Schumer Amendment yep which yep, yep, yep. was an amendment that was actually like going to be introduced but it was kind of like they were kind of like pussyfooting around like yeah. introducing it because they needed something like public to point to like an imperative sure. to like have this in the I think it's like the DOD spending bill
1: yeah it's part of the the NDAA the National Defense Authorization
0: Got it. act right. appropriations basically where they the decide budget. like how much money they're gonna get who give. gets how
1: much yeah. yes
0: and then Grush kind of, like, in his own words, like, spikes the football by yeah. going public, <laughs> yeah. which allows Chuck Schumer and his the other co-sponsors of this bill, which are like Gillibrand, Rubio, Round... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one other person, but allows them to be like, okay, let's
1: fucking do yeah. it.
0: They, you know, notify the president. They notify the secretary. Yeah, because they, now
1: they're not the ones sticking their necks out. Yes, Grush just did it for them. Exactly. Yeah.
0: They put forward this amendment on the bill. Mm-hmm. It's like a sixty-page amendment, but the real crux of it is that there needs to be a budget, and it's not a huge budget. I yeah. mean, it's like a few million dollars, maybe like twenty million dollars allocated toward the creation of a executive level nine-person panel made up of like an economist and a scientist and a sociologist, you know, whoever you would want on a board, essentially, to advise the president on a six-year disclosure plan. And it's literally called the 2023 Disclosure Act. Mm -hmm. And it's a six-year plan between 2024 and 2030 Mm -hmm. to disclose what we know about UAPs and NHIs to the American people.
1: Yep. And... In a way that is like, that they're okay with. Yes. It's like, we'll tell you only what you need to know exactly and and no more.
0: Right. And the Senate passed it Mm -hmm. and now it is being held up in the House of Representatives thanks to... (laughs) Thanks to... Two politicians, mm-hmm. Mike
1: Turner, them. shame them, Mike Turner, and
0: Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers. Were these two Republicans? One of them was like the former fucking like mayor of Dayton, Ohio. Okay, who like and Grush talks about it, who like went on TV like after Grush's um, like deposition or whatever and was like wouldn't even say Grush's name was like this whistleblower doesn't even know what he's talking about and Grush was like oh really like Mike Turner like uh, I'm sorry have you ever been in the military have you ever been an intel officer oh no right you actually have just been the mayor of Ohio sorry
1: Mike Turner have you ever been in a plane you didn't have to buy a ticket for (laughs)
0: literally I have and like like oh weren't you voted uh, most corrupt person in Congress Um, And, oh, yeah, aren't your top three donors Boeing, Lockheed, Martin, and Raytheon? So uh, I don't think it's unclear to anyone why it is.
1: Why you're saying these things. You're trying
0: to block (laughs) this from going through. It's not because you have insight. You know, as to what's best for the American people or to, like, the dangers of this technology or anything like that. Mm. So, whatever. It's just, like, a ridiculous holdup. And Grush even says, like, if this were not to go through, it would be the greatest setback to humanity of all time. Yeah, Because...
1: It's like the one chance that comes through to actually like address the issue and not have like, you know, officials walking out, people dressed up as aliens for their press conference, you know, and like intentionally belittling it. It's like the one shot you get to like
0: legitimize the not discussion, to quote
1: RuPaul, but like give me one shot, one shot of adrenaline, <laughs> you know, and it like fully legitimizes and like revitalizes every single effort of every person who's been on the fringe Being like, there is more to this and we're not crazy for saying there's more to it. Now we need to get to the bottom of it. And it's like, if you let that go by, that will never come again.
0: Yeah. I mean, the CIA did such a good job of like delegitimizing anyone who came forward. Uh, I mean, and even Grush also talks about like his personal experience in trying to gain this information and, and the, you know, the personal risks that he faced. Yeah. And and like threats that he faced, threats, yeah. yes, and like he had some very scary moments. Like there's an ongoing investigation, so he wouldn't get too specific. But one of the first things that happened was, you know, when he came forward, someone was like, "Oh, you know what, Grush, you weren't for." They were trying to get him like dismissed from service, basically. Whoa. They were like, people like were a coming in, dishonorable at him.
1: discharge mm-hmm. kind of situation, <laughs> or, or like
0: mental health like you didn't come forward about, um, you know, your full mental health like situation and crush is super forthright talking about he's like yeah i had ptsd um after afghanistan could
1: you blame him and and he
0: talks about you know he saw his best friend die yeah and you know he has sought treatment and he identifies as autistic and He just he he talks about like a lot of the inner work that he's done, like, mm-hmm. but he's like, but in no way, shape or form have I hidden any of like my mental health issues, you know, have, mm-hmm. or have, you know, and I've taken like leaves of absence if necessary. But I don't even know if he had to, but whatever. So Politics there have been so many dirty. efforts to what?
1: Politics is so dirty.
0: Oh, it is absolutely filthy. The fact that David Grush. In spite of knowing how corrupt Mm -hmm. American government is, said, I'm going to stick my neck out. I am going to throw my entire career because I believe in change. And he also talks about how, like, you know, seeing his friend die in Afghanistan just put things in perspective for him of like, well, what is really you really begin to ask yourself what is my life worth? Yeah.
1: And like what matters? If I
0: just kind of stick my head in the sand. Yeah. And he's like, this was an opportunity for me to really ha- have a positive effect on the transparency in our government. Hmm. And he really like, really fully believes that, like, the American taxpayer is owed a great deal of information. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, he could have made whatever, like, Mm -hmm. general something, something. Like, he was on track to, like, obviously advance in his career. Sure. But he said... This is more important. This is more important. Mm-hmm. And when you hear him speak, like, I don't even feel like I'm doing him justice because really...
1: He's so convicted. He's so he convicted. Believes. Yeah.
0: He's so smart. Yeah. He's so clear. They okay. talk about, you know, NHIs and what it all could be, but we've kind of talked about that before. But yeah, the Schumer Amendment, let's hope it passes. If it doesn't, there's also oper- like another...
1: They can like attach it to maybe do other things. Yeah. Kind of thing.
0: But ultimately, he's like, the, the reasoning against it that Mike Turner and Mike Rogers are saying is that like, oh, it's redundant with... With, mm. like arrow and with like what the dod is doing and he's like the reason it's not redundant is because we need someone we need a panel at the executive level mm-hmm. you know not someone on the same level as the dod we need someone who's able to go Above into like them. the department yeah. of energy and like go into like other executive level agencies mm-hmm. with full access and it's giving it's giving the dark
1: forest i was gonna say all of that is so relevant to where we're about to be going today it's insane.
0: We really are discussing the three body problem and it's real life parallels, honey.
1: Like we're I mean we're living it it we, feels like it's
0: crazy like, the timing is uncanny we are for us to be covering it. this book yeah but yeah so we're, we are we are going to be talking today about like exactly this and honestly this is a big complaint in, in my coverage today is just like god this book feels like Xi Xin Liu is just showing me how many fucking governmental task forces we can put together and yep. name and then separate and then unify and then divide and but like, like
1: that's the commentary on what's actually already happening it's true it's like we will have a about something to death and die in the process before anything ever actually is addressed like say disastrous disclosure happens like something happens that like falls outside of any scope of the plan that's included in the schumer amendment of like okay well first we'll tell them this and then this and then like that you know build up to like whatever the like relative like big scary is or whatever with disastrous disclosure something happens where like they can't even use the playbook anymore because like say like oh god there's the ship and it's above the empire state building like undeniable
0: right he kind
1: of thing he like, talks
0: about like the imperative for disclosure is that yeah you know like if we don't disclose in a controlled way disclosure will happen in an uncontrolled way mm-hmm. and yes it could be The NHI is revealing themselves, but it could also be a foreign adversary Mm -hmm. because this is the other thing that he talks about is we are not the only country with a program like this and we know of... Other countries, programs Doing the like same these, thing, And they yeah. you know of ours. Um, and he wouldn't name which, but he was like, if you take a shot in the dark, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. You know, probably China, probably Russia. Yeah. They have the technology as well. Like, they are working on the same thing. We do not want to wait for their move. I would If, be- I, may- if I make my move- Then you're, you're free to, free to, to check, check the, the king. king. <laughs> Ali, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's going to sacrifice herself.
0: No. Wait, you just reminded me of what you said to me earlier this week, which I have not stopped thinking about. It me? makes me
1: nervous because I forget everything I say to anybody. I
0: tweeted it. It may be. It may be one of my big like takeaways of 2023 as we as the Something year wraps I said? up. Yeah. Oh God. You were like, society, ha- American society has already collapsed, and late stage capitalism slash consumerism is just holding it up like weekend up bernie style you know and i was just like damn yeah that is so fucking true like the only thing keeping this f- going right now is cyber monday sales <laughs> and black friday sales although and vacation gen z
1: has killed black friday have they yeah i mean cyber monday is still here but officially
0: how i mean also why would they go out
1: that's my question yeah why would i go out yeah period
0: no why would you go to a mall the mall has collapsed it doesn't mean they're not shopping online though
1: no yeah that's why cyber monday is still like bigger than ever Right, right yeah
0: but yeah it's just like you know, if I can buy, I would really want to buy that fucking new like Birkenstock UGG crossover mm-hmm. shoe, like, like these little things did that are get still the giving Crocs? us. What
1: did you get the Grimace Crocs from no. McDonald's?
0: No, shit like that. That's like giving us those le- little last fucking hits of dopamine mm-hmm. in order to distract us from the fact that we cannot afford basic fucking healthcare. oh we didn't even tell you the other name for our listeners
1: your other suggestion for what our, our friends should be called
0: my other suggestion was well, not my suggestion but our other that you received from yeah. our listeners uh-huh. radar peeps
1: yes that is my favorite <laughs> you
0: are all our this is radar peak and you Are our radar peeps.
1: You know, it's so funny. It's hokey. It looks the best way. I know. I'm seeing like, you know, peeps like the Easter candy, but they're little aliens.
0: That is cute. So I mean, maybe like let us know what you think. If you like it, maybe we do a little poll, a little vote. Or if you don't like it, why don't you come up with a better one, bitch? (laughs) 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 No, I love both of those. Radar peeps, bugs. Maybe we'll use them interchangeably. Your bugs. They're both really good. I do
1: like that, too, though.
0: Radar Peeps, though, is so casual. Bugs, I feel like you have to do it in the voice.
1: I mean, we could, yeah. But I mean, we could, like, you know, there's branding opportunities with either of them. But I'm just seeing, like, a bumper sticker that says, I'm a bug. I like that. (laughs) Or something. I don't know. We'll workshop it.
0: We'll workshop it. uh, There's something there.
1: In the meantime, I know the beginning of today's episode does really feel like Allie and I have just swallowed the whole bottle of Marxist pills. Ah But... What I'll say is, all of this has been a discussion, whether or not you knew it, Allie. I was so glad that we kept on this tangent. I was like, yes, more, more, more. Yeah. Is because today's, are you gonna tell me? today's episode starts with a little bitty baby preview of what it would look like to fully remove yourself from that entire system of operating oh, where you are under the crushing weight of capitalism and you could just be free and have access to literally whatever you wanted physical digital nature or otherwise so without any further ado
0: roll tape start two one and lift
2: off of the space. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie.
1: I'm Brett. And this week on our last episode of 2023, Luo Ji has a plan to escape capitalism forever. An ex-president has dreams of owning a nuclear bomb. Shocker. And a familiar digital meeting place comes back online. Cutting unit reporting. All systems go. Cutting unit recording. All systems go. Amplifier unit reporting. All systems go. Interference monitor unit reporting. Within acceptable range.
2: Begin transmission.
0: One other thing I wanted to talk about Uh is, um, or that this conversation reminded me of, is, like, I've been doing a lot of research. It's so funny how, like, don't you often feel like everything you're working on, no matter how separate it is from each other, all are speaking to each other? Yeah,
1: everything informs everything. Yes,
0: like, the book, you know, the grush of it all, our podcast.
1: Strong case for simulation theory, by the way.
0: Oh, totally. And, like, the universe hates excess. Mm -hmm. So it's, like... It just makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'm working on a couple writing projects uh-huh. that are requiring research. Yep. And, you know, one of them happens, has to do with like adoption. Mm-hmm. And then the other one has to do with psychiatric institutions. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because in my research for both, I came across like Foucault and Foucault's theory on like the docile body, which I'm sure you
1: know about. Give our listeners a little recap.
0: As an AI. (laughs) But, you know, just basically Foucault has all of these, has, has all of this cultural theory on the docile body and, like, what that is and basically what you were saying about, like, unhoused or, like, the drug problem like
1: the war on drugs. The like war how on that drugs. was because people weren't behaving how the government yes. wanted them to.
0: Means that like they are not docile. Yeah. if you're not docile, you're not controllable.
1: And that's and a if, threat.
0: Yes, and that's yeah. a threat. And and it was the same in, you know, adoption uh adoption centers like in Korea. Mm. You know, it was all about post-war. how post war Korea, like how can we create a an adoptable child mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it means we That's need to make them history. yes and yeah. we need to make these children docile mm-hmm. and what we mean by docile is basically malleable mm-hmm. and flexible and and obedient to our agenda. Yeah. And it's the same when you had, um, you know, these quote-unquote lunatic asylums sure, in, yeah. you know. Turn of the century. Yeah, and even before then, right? Yeah. Where basically you have these people who are interrupting society and are not behaving in accordance with the laws of how things should go. And, and in a, a lot of capitalist cases, agenda.
1: not even necessarily mentally ill.
0: Right. Yeah. But are just not willing to participate in the, within the confines yeah. of the, you know, capitalist regime. And mm-hmm. if you are not, if you are not, you know, making money as a man or bearing children as a woman, then you are in essence, not a docile body, yeah. you know, and you could be institutionalized or penalized for that. And it's just, anyway, Foucault had a lot of like interesting things to say about, the docile
1: body so yeah that is that's interesting that it shows up in
0: both of them both
1: but it's like yeah clearly like it applies so very clearly to both of them yes also i think it's interesting that like uh i don't know i mean you see it in america anyway on both sides of like democrats and republicans where like a lot of the time if it's you know, somebody who's Republican or like anywhere on the spectrum of conservative leaning or whatever supports capitalism. It's because they make money and they have the opportunity to like make money or like pay less tax or like da da da, whatever. But then like the like liberals were <laughs> sort of like, you know, like the old guard of Democrats. They're not the progressives. They're not the ones that like we're like are trying to move us into a new era. They're just kind of keeping up the status quo of like, you know starting with civil rights up until like now, basically, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like do a new thing or yeah. anything. I can't rock the boat. They so barely <laughs> have the majority. <laughs> then it's often forgotten that if you're working for a corporation, you are not a capitalist. You are, you are the byproduct of what they need to make capitalism Work, right? Yes, you're earning money, but like, let's not confuse ourselves, right? Mister Vanderbilt, who built the railways, was a capitalist, right? The men hammering the stakes into the ground were not capitalists, no. and I th- they knew that. But today, I think people forget that distinction, right? And that's why you see people going to bat online and for billionaires, <laughs> right? When they're kissing the wallet, when they're like. Of a working class, even if they're like well off or like privileged or whatever, it's like they're still not billionaires. So why are you as a man or a woman or a non-binary person taking up the mantle for this billionaire who doesn't give a fuck whether or not you exist in the first place in so much as what can you do for the company that they own?
0: I think also uh a Grush and and Rogan were talking about um that like 90 I think they they did there was some sort of third party like research done on like Twitter uh-huh. and it's like 90% of all you know right wing accounts mm-hmm. posting accounts are russian bots uh-huh. and so like we perceive a ton of divisiveness Yeah online that is actually fabricated by like our enemies enemies yeah and like yeah like inflammatory language and it's just like people yeah. get up in arms and it's like whoa whoa yeah. like okay well i mean not to say that there aren't people that are
1: sure. like that's happening like in the yeah, booth. For, sure, for sure for sure um
0: but yes a lot of it is just also the successful targeting of our adversaries on the American mind. And like the American mind could not care less because as long as we have TikTok.
1: The American to- mind can't even tell the difference between like propaganda and I know. information. I know. And wouldn't know that there is a difference because they don't know that the two look differently. Yeah. I'm just <sighs> like, Ugh.
0: I know, I know. Okay, Allie. Bread.
1: So it's bread, actually.
0: Sorry, bread.
1: It's Brett, actually. Oh,
0: sorry.
1: No, Brett. I'm no, sorry. So, <laughs> Allie. Yes. Remember last time, Luoji? he had just sort of like...
0: Got to the UN.
1: Realized like...
0: He was a wall Oh, facer. my fuck.
1: I'm a wall-facer whether or not I want to be or not yeah. kind of thing. Okay, so he walked into that meditation room. That's where we find him today. He's sitting in there. He's like still replaying everything that just happened in his meeting with UN Secretary General Say. And yet again, he's feeling dun dun dun. Crushing anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, It's like shocker. He closes his eyes. Not climate
0: anxiety. No,
1: not climate anxiety. Just somebody's offered me a job that will allow me to do whatever the fuck I want. And I don't (laughs) want to. I have
0: to live for 400 years. I mean, that is kind of a tall order.
1: He tries to get rid of his anxiety. Does some breath. Work, some up dog, some down dog.
0: What's up dog? <laughs> you got me.
1: And so to calm himself down, he starts focusing on instead, rather than like, oh my god, this is such a crazy thing. I don't even think I can do this job. He focuses on all the power he has as a wall facer.
0: Nice. As anyone should.
1: I mean, yeah, he's basically. As any great hero should. Yeah, he's invincible. As like, any
0: leader of any country does. <laughs> Ferdinand Marcos. <laughs>
1: He's focusing on like what he can do and like basically what the membership benefits for like lack of a better word of being a wall facer are like his financial resources are unimaginable to the human mind, like he has the entirety of the United Nations and their like collective budgets that make up the United Nations to help him not only like concept staff put together but then carry out and execute like whatever he says is like for quote unquote the plan this is a
0: lot of setup
1: so he thinks so like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the book so far is all in a setup for this the wall face project right yes okay at least we're finally here is what i have to say
1: yeah he's like you know what fine if i have to have all this power i'm gonna use it and namaste
0: namaste i'd like a jet i'd like You're a wall-facer. What are you asking for?
1: (laughs) He leaves the meditation. No, Brett! You're asking me. I thought you were just riffing to, like, luo (laughs) No. I'm asking for, well, it's kind of hard to say, because I think I would ask for something not dissimilar in any way to what luo is about to ask for. You're
0: like, I need 300 pounds of caviar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Daily, before noon.
0: And then what else? I need...
1: I need, I need a massage
0: therapist on staff
1: in every room. In
0: every room, waiting t- on standby, touching me at all times. Yeah, I need.
1: I need. I need a facial right now. Yeah.
0: Uh, I need a house in the Alps.
1: In the Alps, interesting. I
0: don't know. That's just
1: okay. So okay, Lorgie leaves the meditation room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And seeks out a meeting with the chair of the PDC because remember, Secretary General is like, you go to them, you don't come to me. Like right. you're breaking all kinds of protocol. Totally. Here. So new character alert.
0: Woo! Like we needed one.
1: I know. God. The current chair of the PDC is this Russian guy named Garanin. Um, Maybe I'm saying that right. Hopefully, I'm not. God, I mean. that Garenin.
0: I love doing a Russian accent, so we're in luck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luoji is like, "Listen, chairman, I need you to tell me every single thing about what the other wallfacer's are doing." And Garnen's like, "They're busy building their team and staffing like the people that they need for their offices. Like last I heard, you hadn't even started doing that. Like you're really really behind, I think. You should like, really get you up." No, seriously, but Loji like, I don't need that, lol. A team?
0: Let me be Garenin. I want to do a Russian accent.
1: Okay. So, (laughs) I don't know. You've got a lot of story to convey to us in a second. Garenin is like... I mean, okay, if that's how you feel, but let me know, because if you decide you want a team, like, we've already got the infrastructure here, we can snap our fingers and you've got it overnight. We,
0: we do what you want. You tell us what to do, we do it.
1: And Luo is like, actually, can I borrow a pen and paper?
0: Eh, what for?
1: And he starts he starts <laughs> sketching, and it looks like the beginning of a landscape.
0: You want ballpoint or a gel?
1: And chairman is like, interesting, in Soviet <laughs> Russia, we don't have time to sketch silly scenes. <laughs> Of nature, <laughs> allow me to show you the door, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So the starts sketching what looks like a landscape, and he's like, "Chairman, have you ever had a dream?" And the chairman's like,
0: "Russians don't dream. <laughs>
1: Dreams specifically, you think of? Why does this matter? Yeah. <laughs> you are drawing lake, no?
0: Dreams do not support vision of Soviet Union." <laughs>
1: Chairman Garinan is like, "Whoa, surely you know how busy my schedule is like from day to day. Like as soon as we finish this meeting, I have to jump on a flight to literally fly to the other side of the world for another meeting. My entire life is chasing time zones and trying to show up to meetings that are in 10 different places and seemingly all at the same time.
0: Book 2 should be called Meetings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the dark- <laughs> Meetings that could have been emails." <laughs> a three body story
0: it's so good yeah three body book two meetings that could have been emails
1: (laughs) and Chairman Garanen is like I'm not even at my house like my actual the one that I own for more than three months out of the year so what are you talking about dream like yeah I dream like all the fucking time I mean even though I'm pretty sleep deprived right now like what's this line of questioning yeah and Luoji is basically like, have you ever dreamt of living in a place that is so perfect you would never have to leave it? And Garren is like, what would that matter? I'm so busy, it does not apply to me. Is <laughs> moot.
2: Is moot.
1: So finished with his sketching at this point. Luo's talking about his dream as it relates to like what's on the paper that's in front of them and he points to this huge really tall mountain range every mountain is covered with snow caps gorge and garen is like you need to live in place that is colder than siberia Why <laughs> is your dream and the was like, no, no, no. You're only looking at the mountains. Look at the whole picture. Because where he's drawn isn't some, like, Arctic tundra wonderland. Like, at the base of the mountains is a subtropical climate. And there's a house there. And there's a huge lake. And the way that Luo Ji describes it is it's a lake that's so blue and so deep, it appears black. Like, this place is, like, effectively the Garden of Eden that he has just, like... Plucked out of his brain because he keeps dreaming, like, if I had this place, I think I would just be like totally fine. Mm-hmm. In the drawing beside the lake is a house, and it's nothing too fancy, but in his dream, it's connected for modern living. So it's got water, it's got electricity, most importantly, it has pockets. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: kidding, it's got Wi Fi. Good. Continuing on with describing his dream house scenario. Luo is pointing at the house and he's like, well, so it's got to have all this stuff for like modern living, but it also has to have what he calls necessary facilities, mm,
0: which sauna. include,
1: well, include <laughs> things like fountains, okay, a swimming pool, yes. and other modern amenities so that whoever lives in this house can live with what Luo Ji says, quote, the comfortable life of the aristocracy. Chairman Garanen is like, who will live in this house?
2: <laughs>
1: Luo is like, duh, I'm going to live out my days there in peace. And the chairman just nods his head with this really solemn look on his face. And he's like, okay, we will audit your plan. You carry out this mission at once. I was like, so you and the commission aren't going to, like, raise questions or, like, try and poke holes in what I'm doing for this specific plan? And Chairman is like, no, we can only question you with very limited aspects of your plans. It is defiantly against the spirit of the Wallfacer project to try to extract details from Wolfacer. We will not do it. Those could jeopardize the plan's success. And Loji is like, sick. This place, in that from, case... Lloji's like, okay, cool. So this place from my dream, do you think it really exists? And the chairman is like, this world is big enough for a place exactly like that to exist. And in fact, I've seen this place with my eyes. I've been here. So first goop of this, you know, little like passage. Like, Luoji's having dreams of real places. I'm like, is he being maybe visited by a sofa <gasps> in Uh-oh.
2: his sleep? Like,
1: I have no idea what's going on okay. really yet, but I'm just like, fuck, what's going on? Okay. So Luoji takes this second chance to remind the chairman, like, hey, uh, make sure that my plan gets approved and then I get to live a comfortable life of an aristocrat <laughs> because <laughs> this is part of the wall Facer project and me being an aristocrat is vital to my plan. <laughs> just so you know. I'm like, that's what I would ask for.
0: I need private
1: jet. And so the chairman nods, he smiles, and he says, whoa. I don't think you have much to worry about with this plan because yours is the smallest investment of the four wall facers. Mm. At least right now. Luo, kind of taking pride in this fact, starts to kind of gather his things and he gets up to leave the chairman's office. And he remembers right before he leaves to say, Oh, yeah, there's one thing I forgot about the house that is actually so crucial and vital to my plan. And the chairman says, Okay, go on. Luo says, It's gotta have a fireplace.
0: You little bastard. We cut from Luo Ji, and we go back to my favorite character, Zhang Bei Hai. Okay. Okay. If you forgot, Zhang Hai, his dad just died. Uh-huh. He had that.
1: He may have been in love with his best friend. May
0: have been in love with uh, Wu Yue. We
1: might have been projecting.
0: But then also got Wu Yue... Kind of fired. Yeah. He was like, You have no faith in the success of Mm -hmm. this task force, and your nihilism is the greatest threat to our success.
1: That was a real, we should totally just stab Caesar in a moment. (laughs)
0: Yes. So, Zheng Beihai is back on the dock. Of the Tang with Wu Yue once more. Okay. However, this time, the Tang, that giant battleship that they were constructing, sparks flying, wink, wink, now is, like, dead in Ooh. the water.
2: Fatality.
0: Officially, no sparks. Damn. No one down there working on it. It is, like, lights off, go home mm. vibes. Okay. Wu Yue <sighs> is kind of like, you know, if your father were still alive, maybe maybe I wouldn't have gotten so stuck. And Zhang Bei Hai is like... I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And I know, I know you won't hate me over this either. Yeah. I'm like, he's really. Their subtext is still kind of yeah.
1: Like I know you're not going to hate me. You could never hate me. me. Yeah.
0: And Wu Wei, Wei is like, no, you're right. He's like, I'm thanking you. Ooh, you <laughs> he's freed like, freed me. Um, you. F-, he literally said, no, really, you freed me. Ah! He's like, you got me out, and I even submitted my discharge application. <laughs>
1: Application to discharge approved.
0: he's like, I'm getting out of this place completely. I'm a bad soldier.
1: Oh, damn.
0: He's like, call me a bad soldier, Jingbei. (laughs) Tell me I'm a bad soldier. I'm a soldier who's only willing to partake in a winnable war, aren't I? And any soldier who's only willing to fight in a winnable war is a naughty
1: soldier. (laughs)
0: none of it is actually that sexual this obviously. musical
1: is called bad soldiers
0: oh that's good break that down <laughs> that's really good so jing uh, Hai is like what are your plans then and we Wei is like i don't know i feel like my life is over just like the tang over before it even launched and just then the massive ship that they had been constructing all that time begins to move but don't get excited it ain't going anywhere fast
1: is it imploding
0: it's being towed oh to another dock
1: for demolition oh
0: they are literally demolishing this thing they
1: are watching their escape plan
0: yeah and you see these like huge waves splash up from the water this giant ship has its whole career aborted and they say you know at least it met the ocean once damn that's so sad. <laughs> so sad. So that section ends.
1: And what a waste of money!
0: Oh, totally. Like
1: I wonder how much Trillions. money was spent on the on the tongue before they were like, "Nah, blow it up. We don't care." A trillion, <laughs> maybe more.
0: Maybe. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. So yeah, that's out. Damn. Now we cut to new scene, and new characters, but not new characters. Get ready for a fucking blast from the past. Okay. We are back in my favorite location okay the virtual world of the three body game and yes this is now the desolate meeting place as Mm. we know of the remaining eto members got it yep a voice shouts to an administrator because it's like totally dark Mm. on this screen right like it's black and a voice is like shouting to an administrator start up a stable era so we can hold a meeting (laughs) (laughs) and an admin voice comes like from the sky and is like I can't do that. The era is run randomly along a formula. I can't change it externally.
1: Oh right, because they're in V suits in like virtual spaces. Exactly. Got it.
0: So they're like, all right, well, like fast forward through time then until we get to a stable era. So they fast forward through time. You see the sun like flashes across the sky, la la la, until finally one stable sun illuminates the whole world. Finally. And they don't know how long they have in this stable yeah, era, we gotta obviously. Hurry. So let's get to it. We see some familiar faces, okay, namely King. Of Zhao. Okay. Newton. Oh, okay. Von Neumann. Okay. Aristotle. Okay. Mozi. Mozi. Confucius. go! <laughs> and of course, Albert Einstein.
1: Work. Except no they're ETO members. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Except they're ETO members.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yes, they are ETO members. And then they face Qin Shi Huang. Okay. Which I don't know
1: new character I
0: don't know if we've ever met him by name
1: I don't think so either
0: but he's clearly one of like the main ETO members he might have been one of
1: I don't remember meeting someone
0: that, that the wall was talking to in the beginning maybe. I don't know hmm. but maybe not so sh- sh- here whatever or there. here or there Chin Shi Huang, he like stands up on a rock with the sword across his shoulders and he's like, This is the core leadership of seven. And there's a little bit of argument over like, okay, wait, are we sure that this is the core leadership? Right. Like blah blah blah. And they're like, Okay, this doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter who's the leader and who's not a leader right now. What we have to talk about is something very pressing, and that is the Wall Facer project yeah. that the that the UN has just launched.
1: Yeah, like it is up and it is running.
0: And you know that the Wallfacer Project is trying to evade Sofon reading capabilities. And if we want our lord to get here as planned, we need to make sure we sabotage the Wallfacer Project to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Thus, we must launch the Wallbreaker Project immediately. Mm. Immediately. Immediately.
1: <laughs> I just hear the I know I I know I, I know I've already referenced mean girls once today but I just hear the principal. No,
0: immediately. immediately. That's, all girls report to the oh, all, all sophomore girls report to the gymnasium that's immediately. That. Immediately.
1: With that cast on.
0: Yes. I knew it. I was like what
1: is this quote from? It's but mean I didn't girls. know
0: what I was quoting. Thank you. There were no objections. They said, "All right, we're now going to appoint a wall breaker. For each wall facer, mm-hmm. our wall breakers will analyze the open and clandestine actions of the wall facers in an attempt to decipher their true strategy as early as possible and to interfere. Mm-hmm. So they appoint the wall breakers. Okay. They're like for wall facer Frederick Tyler, we will have von Neumann. Okay. And for wall facer Manuel Rediás, the former president mm-hmm. of Venezuela, uh, let's go with Mozi. Okay. He's like, I will. I will. <laughs> and for Bill Hines, uh, Aristotle. Okay. And Aristotle's like, I vow to break the wall. And they're all just like, yes. And then I'm like, all right, well, what about Luo Ji? Right, yeah. And someone else is like, what about Luo Ji? Chin uh-huh. Shi Huang is like, Luo Ji, uh, yeah. He is his own wall breaker. And everyone's like, me and me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, he's a wall facer. What do you mean he's his own wall breaker? He's going to break his own plan? And and he says, he needs to find out what threat he poses to the Lord on his own.
1: Interesting.
0: Which, like, if I kind of think about, like, what you just told us, like, I guess he actually isn't much of a threat, seemingly. But then someone says, do we know if he is a threat? Yeah. And Chin Shi Huang answers, Evans taught the Lord how to keep this secret. Ah. And he is dead now, so we can't know whether Luo Ji is a threat. Is he the greatest threat of all? We don't know. The only thing we know for sure is that of the four wall facers, he is the only one in direct contest with the lord i'm like what i literally wrote "Hmm." okay what do you mean he's in direct contest with the lord how like to like
1: in that context what do they mean like what's the lord in contest for like the earth its resources
0: Right? Like, is he competing to destroy humanity? The, yeah. Maybe. Damn. I have no idea.
1: Do we have another Ye Wenji on our hands? It's a real cliffhanger. Luo-Gi.
0: Right, Luo Ji has been appointed to come up with a strategy to save Earth. And, and she yet did here,
1: plant the seed in his brain of cosmic sociology. That is
0: true. Maybe
1: that's not all she planted in his brain. Right. You know, maybe she's made him into a little ideological clone of herself or something.
0: Right, and what if...
1: And maybe the ETL knows and they're like we right. maybe should be worried about it or right something. you know could be
0: maybe he's something of a plant <laughs> you know hmm. maybe like ice spice is she a plant
1: i don't know people accuse her of it really yeah
0: she's so talented i know i like her i guess often the plant must be talented otherwise right. how could they operate
1: well then there's the, the rare instance when they're like Completely. really really bad but yeah. still everywhere right. like Igazalia. no opinion
0: okay well that's the end of that scene
1: okay Interesting. Cut to. I, sorry, I'm still stuck on the, like, we d- we don't know if he's a threat yet. Like, he may, he may not be. I wonder if that's, like, maybe they're also aware because they're in, you know, in, in communication with Sophons that, like, you know, can be everywhere and see everything and observe everything. Maybe the Sophons have told the ETO members, like, hey, this guy has been named Wallfacer, but he's, like, doesn't want to do it. And he's also, like, really reluctant to, like, even actually do anything with his life other right. than, like, what he's done up until this point of being a scientist, he seems like so maybe it's just that he's standing in his own way
0: exactly like he's his own wall breaker because he's not actually taking this seriously at all
1: also what a read from a particle (laughs)
0: literally so we cut to commander Chang Okay. see remember mm-hmm. and commander chang is having a work meeting chang Wei
1: Si is the the guy who did get the promotion at the space force right yes okay. he's the
0: general yes. we saw him in book one mm-hmm. he was the one that held the meeting where jang bei hai was like our biggest threat yeah is my love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to another meeting as you i've never seen commander chang outside of a meeting room no. Of a conference room. This man.
1: He sleeps under the table. Literally he should He his have, meals on trays. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's got steaks in uh, WeWork. Mm-hmm. He loves a conference room. So he is having a conference room. Conference with the Space Force political department, okay, which has just been named because we need another department mm-hmm. amid the Space Force, and he's hanging out, not hanging out, but in this meeting with a bunch of comrades, okay. And he says, "All right, you guys, off the record right now. Let us be. Let let us make like trisolarins and be transparent with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just be real, let's, real, real. Let's
1: make like a so fun and cut the shit.
0: <laughs> exactly." that's good is that a t-shirt it might be i was thinking the same um but yeah he's like let's make like a sofa on and
1: cut the, the shit. shit yeah
0: we need to build faith in our forces that mm-hmm. we can be victorious in this future war so raise your hand if you have faith in the eventual victory of our you know team yeah <laughs> brett is looking around brett want brett 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 brett, brett rose rose his hand raised well, the only person who raises their hand is Zhang Beihai. Oh, okay. No shock. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all this talk, 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 yada, yada, faith is this big issue, and blah, 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 and I know your faith comes from your father, and I just don't understand how to install faith in the rest of yous. And yeah, that's how the meeting starts. Then we finally get to the meat of the meeting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is back on the record where General Chang is talking about some research that they're working on. Some divided, unified research on Uh the theory Uh of space warfare. Whoa. And we're dividing it into three parts in order to cater to the possible levels of, you know, technology that humanity may be able to achieve in the future, right? Got like it. we need yeah. to be researching for low techno, like a low level of advancement, a yeah. mid level of advancement, and Whole a high spectrum. level of advancement. Yeah. We've 400 years of research to be doing. Yeah. So, he kind of defines well, so he taught hes sorry, he says, work is currently in progress to define these levels in mm-hmm. every scientific discipline, mm-hmm. right? Like what does low-tech um strategy look like in physics? Yeah. What does low-tech strategy look like in chemistry? You know, what does low-tech strategy look like in
1: particle collisions yes, or, you know, whatever, in yeah. cooking
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh, but the main
1: using those little washboards to clean your clothes.
0: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, in a in refrigerator.
1: Churning your own butter.
0: Yeah, that's low tech. Yeah. And you've got your like mid tech, which mm. is buying your butter at the store. Right. And then you've got your high tech, which is creating having, butter with your eyes. Yeah, having
1: your butter materialize on the toast that materialized on the plate exactly. that's not there. <laughs>
0: And not having to eat at all because yeah. you've reached a state of.
1: But the food's real. It's like Star Trek, like a yeah. hollow beam or whatever. Exactly. Where like you know.
0: So that's that's that field. But the real field—that's the cooking field. Okay. The real field that they are focusing on right now will be the speed and range of their ten kiloton class spaceship. Mm-hmm. So at their low tech level, their spacecraft is fifty times the third cosmic velocity. And if you don't know what the third cosmic velocity is. There's first, second, and third cosmic. Do you know what these are? I think like you us. do. Yes. You wanna say it?
1: No, you tell
0: us Okay. It's
1: your segment. It's your information. Your like, research. I like user
0: participation. Um, so Annie,
1: if I did the research and you just blurted way? it, I'd be like.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't do the research. Well you got it. <laughs> I didn't do the research. It's a footnote. <laughs> That's research. Okay, so basically, for those, for inquiring minds. I also
1: didn't read your section.
0: Oh, you said you did.
1: Like, I, I, I did, it, but I told it. you not in, like, details. But I just want
0: to know if you knew yeah. on your own. Yeah. Okay, i just like to see. i like to see what you think it is. <laughs> First initial. Do
1: you want to make up of what I think it is so you can be like, no.
0: Ha <laughs> ha! First First initial, initial.
1: I would say it's the speed that you. Sorry,
0: first cosmic velocity.
1: First cosmic velocity, I would say just totally stabbing in the dark. I don't know any of these. Is like maybe the. Sounds like a lie. Cosmic (laughs) velocity that like something traveling would need to like leave its host planet. Is that right?
0: To reach orbit. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then second cosmic velocity to
1: leave the planet to
0: yes to leave the object's gravitational pull and third
1: to leave the star to
0: leave the solar system yes boom i knew you knew i
1: got those all right it's crazy i just guessed those
0: that's what happens when you're an ai <laughs> um so <laughs> basically
1: i t- felt like we were gonna fight for a second i was like <laughs> but i'm not i don't want to why is my face flushing
0: i love my
1: face is flushing I, what is this feeling
0: for what is it fervent fervid fervid as a flame i think fervid does it have a name at low tech level their spacecraft their spacecraft their spacecraft is 50 times the third cosmic velocity right the amount needed to like leave the solar system and it has no life support technology on board and the craft has a combat radius limited to the inner solar system which is within neptune's orbit
1: essentially asteroid belt and in
0: at mid-tech level we are at Three hundred times the third cosmic velocity. Okay. Partial life support technology. And a combat radius a combat radius of the Kuiper Belt. Okay. Which is about one one thousandth AU of the sun.
1: And that's Pluto is part of the Kuiper Belt. There you go. It's a planet planetoid.
0: Right. It's like frosty
1: out there. An okay. icy body.
0: Yes, I see body. Pluto. High tech level, the spacecraft achieves one thousand times the third cosmic velocity, Whoa. which is four percent of the speed of light. And it is fully equipped with life support technology and has a combat radius that extends to the Oort cloud. Oh nice. Which is
1: It's the furthest you can go and still be in the solar system. Got it. Yeah. Thank it's you. just the the furthest collection of like think like the tiny 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 like relatively like smaller than Pluto things that are technically part of the solar system but they're so small that like the sun's gravity is all that's holding that it's like the cosmic like dust even though I don't mean like particle sized dust like yeah smattering of small things smaller than Pluto all around our
0: pretty wild that that is our highest tech level like ambitious sort of distance that we're gonna go like
1: it's pretty yeah it's it's realistic rudimentary yes they're like okay. advanced okay. as it is yes yeah.
0: 400 years from now we mm-hmm. may be able to you know have combat at the outer reach of our own solar system, but yeah. we ain't leaving the solar system. But
1: hasn't that kind of always been that way, though? I mean, like, think about, it. like, when, when when NASA went to the moon, it's like, that's a, a huge high-tech thing that's happening, but they effectively just closed their eyes and flew into the sky. Totally. Like, there was a lot of math involved, obviously, to make it happen, but, like, like, the actual technology involved was, like, basically, like, this shy of being, like, non-electric machines, and it's like, you know, we kind of have, that's been, like, humanity's MO to, like, do things that are like yes advanced but maybe it's just like a shoestring that's holding the whole thing together right <laughs> right like I don't
0: know how we did it no it's
1: until outside intervention.
0: Yeah. Really makes you think, actually, on in the interview with, because it's a three-hour interview with Grush, and we're yeah, going to yeah. ask some really interesting questions. You know, they, they talk about, like, whether or not they think, I mean, knowing for a fact, mm-hmm. according to Grush, that we have had contact yeah. with non-human intelligences, there are questions of, like, which technologies...
1: Weren't ours. Were
0: not organically... But are now. Yes. Yeah. You know, weren't human-made. <laughs> and when you think about the progress of humanity
1: it's kind of the only thing that makes sense
0: it totally that like there's theories uh, Rogan asks like if we got like fiber optics from NHI. we
1: did Bob Lazar says the same thing
0: yeah well he, Rogan asks about Bob Lazar and Grush actually doesn't really comment on Bob Lazar cause he really he's right to yeah he really wants to really stick to like what he knows for sure and yeah. not even read
1: don't speculate
0: anything speculatory or yeah. anything um, out there yeah cause he needs to stay as like serious as possible so as to not be grouped in with mm-hmm. these fringe sort yeah. of ostracized.
1: And I mean at the end of it personas. all of the French people might wind up being proven like a hundred percent factual, but totally. until then you have to like,
0: and, and to that
1: play the part, I guess. Yes.
0: And to that Grush says he cannot confirm or deny which
1: yeah, of technologies. Course.
0: Yeah. He's, That's it's very interesting answer. to hear him say like, you know, I, I can't say, and it makes sense. The ones he can't speak on. Cause you realize like, okay, if let's say a Russian agent was listening to this interview, oh, yeah. now they have a confirmation of something yep. that they might not otherwise have. Yep. But if it's something that like, they know that the Russians already know, mm-hmm then it's like whatever yeah at any rate so he goes over the high the mid the low tech level research mm-hmm. and possibilities and he says the, that defeatism is the greatest evil here the greatest mm-hmm. risk to our success and we must triumph over that so all of you present here will be members of now the space warfare theory task force and I'll be showing hats we've got new hats oh my god new hats we've got stickers
1: space <laughs> warfare theory task, task force, force. S W T T.
0: Yeah. Another Swat. task force. Swat. And only and, and they assign certain officers to the low tech, certain officers to the mid tech, uh-huh. and one officer to the high tech strategy. Oh. And that officer, guess who? Hmm. Jingbei hai. Correct. Bing, bing, bing. Looks like Zhang Beihai. And someone someone snickers like, looks like Zhang Beihai wants to get into science fiction. Uh-huh. And it's like, everyone's like. <laughs> yeah. And then Having someone hallo. else is like, it's not science fiction. It's fantasy. Even
1: funnier. Whoa. <laughs>
0: When my mom sometimes goes yuck 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 yuck.
1: <laughs> Wait, I love that. How does she say that? In what context? That's funny.
0: Like a fake laugh, you know.
1: But she says yuck 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 like, yuck, yuck, yuck yuck. That's like
0: that's like that's that's like, her
1: version of yuck. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's honestly like um, like Monty Python. Fake yep,
1: yep, laugh. Yep, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, like that they would do in like a Spam a lot. That's funny. Yuck, yuck, yuck,
2: yuck, yuck. That's funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, and everyone's just like, it's that's not science fiction. That's fantasy. Mm-hmm. And and is <laughs> like, come on, like we have four centuries to go. There's yeah. time to figure this stuff out. Yeah. and they're like, please not if we don't pass
1: the Schumer amendment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Literally, And someone's like, progress in fundamental physics is impossible. Then there's a little argument about, like, where money is going and where it should be going. Mm-hmm. And then they move on to talk about the Space Force and the wall facers And how the Space Force and the wall facers are going to be, like, working together or mm-hmm. not. And basically, General Chang just says, the Wallfacers have full access to the Space Force. Okay. So, you're just going to have to accept that. You know, people are like, well, are they going to interfere in the work? And it's like, you know, he says, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know how the wall-facers' strategies are going to interfere with our strategies, but there is a, there is, Yeah, there's no sign of anything yet. But Tyler, um, one of the wall... Mm -hmm. has proposed paying an inspection visit to the military and you know he has that power and we need to be mentally prepared for potential interference and any consequences that should occur so let's just maintain a balance between the wall facer project and mainstream defense here okay after the meeting general Chang sits alone in his beloved conference room Mm -hmm. rubs one out (laughs) lights a cigarette (laughs) and says to himself whatever happens at least it's begun
1: man and that's when the intermission for bad soldiers the musical yes everyone, the new musical on broadway you know go opens get your soda. intermission wow that's
0: right go get your 25 dollar soda
1: okay so now back with luo ji great he's on a helicopter going somewhere and he's thinking to himself, Is probably a little bit of a lie. That thing that Chairman Garenin told him about how the place he drew was like an actual real place that he had been before. Because mm-hmm. he's like, how could I have dreamt? He's not thinking about sofons, I feel like. I'm like, you're forgetting about the sofans. Right. He's like, how could a place I dreamed about oh, that I sketched, and I'm not even an artist, how could that be like an actual real place? That And what are the chances the person I'm telling about it to knows where it is and has been there. Mm, Something kind of sucks about this. A
0: little suspicious.
1: But arriving at his destination, the helicopter touches down and Luol is shocked. Like, gagged Mama Bound. Hide and face cracked because now, right before him, it is almost like Luo is trapped inside of a lucid dream. In front of him, mountains so tall that every peak is covered with snow. A lake in front of him that is deep, like so deep that the blue color of it is black.
0: Just as the doctor ordered.
1: A grassy plain, a forest Forest. beside the lake. Literally exactly how he sketched it for the chairman.
0: Giving Pacific Northwest. Kind of. Ha
1: <laughs> ha! Do you remember Kent?
0: Yes, of course.
1: He was like, "Where's Kent? Get in the fuck in here." So yeah. Kent came with him okay. on this trip, right? And he's telling Logie about the house, and he's like, "You know, it looks a lot older than it is, but really, it's just that nature has sort of like grown up around it Word. and over it. So it's like covered in like Stop ivy it. and clematis and like, passion fruit, and like you know, it's just like viney ivy house
0: Luo down. G's you like, know, he's like, I think I'm gonna like it here." Yep. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) it
1: is that
0: yesterday was playing awful
1: the musical (laughs) yes and kent is also like Luoji, I know you're kind of like shocked like i can see it on your face Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be too surprised people sometimes dream about places that are actually real even if they haven't been to them before like
0: manifesting
1: freak you out too much king you made this happen look at god look at what you did you know Mm -hmm. luo is like kent does anyone live here Ken's like, no, not within five kilometers. There's like small villages out past the five kilometer radius. But no, there's nobody. And kind of at this point, for all Luau knows, he's somewhere in Europe just by like the look of it. Right. Like there's grass, there's tall mountains with snow. There's lots of white people. There's no <laughs> other people. It's just Ken. But there's little
0: blonde children running his, around. To
1: his, his mind, ma- everybody hairs. looks like a fraulein. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, for a lot- Wait, Julia Roberts? You're not in the sound of music.
1: Wait, now I have to you have to make a meme of have Julie- you seen the one where she's like spinning around but she's holding machine guns in her hands? No. Like, <laughs> so I want to see that, but with Julia Roberts', Roberts so face funny. on it. And maybe actually not even Julia, maybe Emma.
0: Um that's so funny. Okay, no. so Julie Andrews Julia What are you Andrews? doing in the three body problem? <laughs>
1: for all luo knows just by what he can see he's like i feel like i'm probably somewhere in europe but he doesn't dare ask kent because he's like i think it's actually better that i don't know this place i can hardly believe it's real in the first place as soon as kent walks luo into the house luo can see that this place is exactly like he requested there's his fireplace fully stocked with chopped logs that are the book says it's fruit wood so i was imagining like cherry wood or like cut from like a peach tree, you know, like an, or an almond tree, like all those woods have their own smells, so as soon as you walk in, it is giving like cabin vibes. Got like it. It smells up fucking amazing. And you might be wondering, because you know, on my first read-through, I was whose house is this? Like, how does this just like exist here if we're not in like the three-body game or like some kind of digital, like not real place? We don't really get a straight answer about whose house this is. Right. Other than Kent saying to Luo, you know, you should know, the previous owner of this this house is really happy to know that a wall facer is living here now.
0: Okay.
1: I'm kind of thinking it was like an eminent domain kind of situation. Like the UN shows up with her army and they're like, hey, this uh, is ours our now. tanks are outside. We own this thank you
0: or it could be like you know someone with that much money has so many homes and they're like of course you can use my
1: true remember that whole bit about lawo wanting to live like an aristocrat as part of his plan Uh uh-huh okay so he got his wish list satisfied right and then some if you just had to guess what do you think came with this house and i'll tell you
0: a game room.
1: It is kind of like the HGTV Dreamhouse giveaway.
0: A game room, a movie theater, a housekeeper, a staff, a lake, a boat, a <laughs> butler, a, a pinball machine.
1: Pretty much. Like, yes. Everything. And. It's like, yes, and, basically.
0: Ugh, what I would do to have a private chef.
1: The house comes with nearly five... Just
0: kidding, that's my girlfriend. Go on. <laughs>
1: nearly five kilometer radius of land around the house. Stables, on the grounds with 10 horses because Kent says the easiest way to get around and up to the mountains is riding a horse. What are you going to do? Take the helicopter on the helipad? A helipad with a helicopter. A tennis court, a golf course, a wine cellar, a lake, and on the lake, a speedboat, and a few sailboats. Mama, a few. I love
0: that. This
1: is dumb money.
0: Living like the Aristotle. Wait, let me start over. I want to live like the aristocracy Yeah, 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 yeah No, wait, let me try again okay. <laughs> I wanna be an aristocrat I wanna live in a house With a big old boat I wanna live like aristocrats I wanna, mm. wanna, wanna Feel rich I wanna eat food like a chef C- Cut all that I it's like not that good. No, that has to you That's okay.
1: great Oh my god, are you kidding me? I don't know <laughs> I liked
0: it. He's workshopping.
1: Okay, so the bit about the house looking sort of like grown up and reclaimed by nature, mm-hmm. baby, when you get on the inside, completely flipped. Computers, satellite internet, satellite television. And in the book, it says there's a room called a digital projection room. So I'm telling myself that it's a cooler version of a movie theater. And maybe it's like a room where in lieu of a V-suit, you can just be in spaces like the three-body game. God. Like the entire, the walls, the ceiling, the floor, they are projection screen. You know, who knows?
0: I wonder if rich people have that right now.
1: Um, There are sound stages you can rent to film. I mean, a lot of movies are filmed that way now. Right. I don't know.
0: Okay, go on.
1: Luoji can obviously see the amount of stuff that's in this house and that's on the grounds. Okay. And it's parked in the garages and in the stables. I, and yeah. he's remembering. Got it. He, back to the comment about his plan costing the least right. of all the wall facers. And he's like, wow, Kent, this last guy, he uh, he really had money. Huh. And Kent is like... <laughs> No, this guy didn't have money. He didn't even have, fuck you, money. Like, the guy is money. Totally. He wants to keep his identity a secret, but I promise you, if I told you who he was, without a doubt you know who it is. He has given land donations to the United Nations so great that it's bigger than any donation any rockefeller ever gave to anybody
0: is this guy that gave this house gonna matter because like if not i'm so pissed <laughs>
1: i'll say right now in this immediate moment i don't remember okay okay but it feels cool to know okay. that somebody has that much money
0: i mean not shocking have you met elon musk i,
1: I mean, haven't. it's probably better people we could talk about having money because i feel like he's about to not have very much of anything I don't the way know. things are I'm
0: pretty sure his like is like 260 billion
1: interesting well he does still have spacex which is performing marvelously
0: when you have that much money you always have that much money you
1: can do anything literally you can't lose it you can do anything
0: right right
1: Kent is also like the land that this house sits on belongs to the UN now. And, you know, I know you probably thought that like when we were going to give you everything you asked for for your plan, that it was yours. So sorry to let you know that like all this land is just like borrowed and you're just like a tenant. But you should know when the last guy left, he took everything that he wanted and said that anything he left here at the house belongs to you now. Weird. So you get all the horses, you get all the boats, you get all the and I'm like, I'm like and what though if I Why? can't like keep where they're like stored or is whatever? it just like an
0: honor to like give to like a wall facer I guess
1: I think so yeah, yeah because like the guy was like absolutely chuffed to bits right. that there was a wall facer living in his house right. you know so at this point He's Kent, like, you
0: can fuck my wife too no seriously like
1: I'll, yeah like <laughs> tie me to the chair and I'll sit in the corner and I'll watch I'll happy to or, you yeah. know whatever it
0: would be my honor
1: yeah cuck me please mm-hmm. so then Kent takes Luoji on a tour through the house and the way it's described, it kind of reminds me of like do you remember, I don't remember in this moment from book one, the professor that was part, she was like in the scenes during the cultural revolution and her apartment was described as being decorated in a very European style. Of course. Her. This house is like very very Mm -hmm. like that. So then Kent takes him on a tour through the house. And this place is lavishly furnished. European style, like very plush furniture, considerably decorated for quiet luxury. Okay. Rare first edition books, modernist paintings.
0: Brett, that kind of thing. Spare me. It's the
1: place you never want to leave.
0: <laughs> I get it.
1: You need to see it. I see it.
0: You need to be there. I don't want to know. What does
1: it smell like? I don't
0: want to know what it's like on the other side.
1: A better world is possible
0: awesome <laughs> I don't want to know what I could have and don't so anyway my- Luo okay.
1: sits down in like you know the big comfy couch yeah. in the living room in front of the fireplace Kent comes in introduces him to the housekeeper the cook the driver, the groomer, his boatmaster, because he's got a house staff now. They came with the house, and when they all left, they're like, "All oh, well, right, let us know if you need anything, see you at breakfast, da-da-da, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kent introduced Luo to his new security detail. And Luo's like, new security detail? Where's Dashu?" And Kent's like, oh, he relinquished all control of any claim to your security team, because... I don't know. He just I, maybe he went back home. I don't know. He's just not here anymore. And Luo is like, why don't you fire the security guy and replace him with Dasha? I want Dasha here. Kent is like, Louoji, he doesn't speak English, so it's going to be kind of hard, don't you think? And so I'm also like. Second point, maybe Europe. Luo's like, okay, well then, why don't you fire all the people who report to the head of security and replace them with Chinese-speaking guards? Doesn't seem like that hard of a thing to me, Kent, kind of thing. Yeah. So Kent scurries off to go make the call because luo G is like, give me Dasha now. Yeah. I'm a wallfacer. Or facer. I'll give you death or, like, whatever. And, I'm a cheerleader, But I'm a cheerleader, <laughs> god damn it!
0: <laughs> but I'm a wealthy sir. Okay.
1: And Luigi stands up out of his comfy chair, walks out of the house across the field to the pier that goes out over the lake. And while he's there, he's like breathing in the fresh air and all this new change, starting (sighs) to get, you know, like settled into this new life he's about Mm -hmm. to start living. And he has the thought, something kind of along the lines of, compared to what life looks like right now, what is anything going to matter in the next four centuries? Screw the Wallfacer project.
0: Hey, what a rebel. Honestly, love that new scene. That's good. I mean, it's good to have a reluctant sort of hero, right? Like this is finally the call to action. Mm-hmm.
1: And he's, he's like, you like, know what? I'm gonna use this for me instead um, of yeah. letting them use me. I'm not gonna
0: try to save humanity. Not not. Uh, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just going to enjoy my days as a wall-facer, laying here, eating caviar. The until... category
1: is enrichment. That's right. So, so it's good. But scene. I
0: mean, so eventually he will accept the call to action, I imagine, and begin to take it more seriously. Hopefully that doesn't take 300 pages. We'll
1: see. <laughs> so in this new scene, you and I are going to walk us through it. And it's it's the last thing we're going to see this week. And I'm going to start off by saying we're starting at Los Alamos, now. National Laboratory.
0: Hey, that's in America.
1: From the Wikipedia page.
0: In New Mexico, right?
1: Yeah. Los Alamos National Laboratory, often shortened to just Los Alamos, is one of 16 research and development laboratories here in the United States that are part of the U.S. Department of Energy. So already what we know... D-O-E means nukes. Located just a short distance northwest of Santa Fe, New Mexico, in the American southwest, Los Alamos is best known for its central role in to help develop the first atomic bomb.
0: I remember. Los
1: Alamos is one of the world's longest, sorry, largest, and most advanced scientific institutions. So as soon as this scene starts, there's a researcher sitting at a terminal who's kind of like under his breath, annoyed, sort of like... (sighs) how did that bastard get in here but his cubicle mate is like you know wall facers can come and go to los alamos as they please like what do you mean right. new character <laughs> alert dr allen hey the director of los alamos is overheard saying to somebody he's leading through he's like isn't it dull you're probably disappointed mr president and he's saying this to wall facer ray diaz hey ray's like i'm not the president anymore and he's just like looking around at everything happening
0: Venezuela is with me but behind me now
1: Dr. Allen tells Ray Diaz and us that where we find ourselves is inside the Nuclear Weapons Simulation Center at Los Alamos. And here at the laboratory, they've got four of them. The whole place is scientific as fuck, like mechanical instruments, computers, various sets of data rolling in across the screens. But there's two machines in this simulation room that catch Ray Diaz's attention. So he walks over to see what they've brought in. And it's two sort of like vintage standalone arcade games. I'm kind of seeing like Space Invader Right. And like, I don't know. Yeah, like basically. Like, can you imagine also like just the sight of like people who design nuclear weapons being like, I need a minute. And they just go and take a break with fucking like Pac-Man or something. I'm like, it's, I don't know. Nerds are nerds. Yeah, but I'm like, there's something that's like really disconnected about that for me. Or like something that could like destroy a planet if it's big enough or, I don't know, it's just weird. What do you think they're going to do? Go on Tinder? They might. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's the whole place is probably air gapped. So it's not (laughs) like they could even do that if they wanted to. Ray's like continues to look around exploring the space and he sees on the wall there are these huge 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 black and white photographs blown up hanging around from just like various points in history of los alamos and in one of them sees the unmistakable sight of a very skinny man wearing a hat and smoking a pipe oppenheimer
0: i'm a barbie girl in a barbie world
1: I heard a rumor that somebody is actually making a Barbenheimer movie.
0: Oh, God help us. Like an
1: indie, sort of like third party kind of thing.
0: Interesting. I'd go see it. That's so relevant.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: You know, Oppenheimer, huge blockbuster hit. Yeah. And
1: now, was at Los Alamos when Los Alamos. they yeah. helped they, design the first.
0: He literally created Los That was Alamos. what? The A-bomb? Terrifying. So nuts. So nuts that people live at Los Alamos where they are, te- where they tested and are testing nuclear bombs. Yeah. Like, like, I just feel like radiation is...
1: Well, Everywhere. so, the thing, like, I grew up, like, really, really close, like, on the East Coast to a nuclear power plant, yeah, and, like, the millerims rims that we're exposed to are, like, next to nothing like right. as far as like there's high risk in case something goes right. wrong right. living close to a nuclear power plant but right. like exposure is like next to nothing but well, like in like I don't know like Boulder, Colorado being physically so high you get more because you're closer to the rays coming in from the cosmos mm-hmm. type thing so I'm like I, I don't know miller rims I'll never fully I don't think
0: wait remember when I told understand. you about how like uh, I was at dinner or breakfast or whatever with uh, Emily's family and I uh-huh. was like asking her brother a bunch of questions and one of the things I asked him, or I, I think I told you, I asked him, like, if he were going to drop a nuclear bomb somewhere, oh, where, yeah, like, do where it would it be? But then I was also talking to him, I was like, which nuclear, <clears throat> which nuclear um, energy plant uh-huh. do you think is most likely to be the next Chernobyl? Oh, God. And he said, probably somewhere in Russia again. <sighs> Yeah. But um he his like he, he said that, you know, part of building a nuclear plant is like to make them literally earthquake resistant. And yeah. if you if you skip over like anything and are lazy or like you're fucked.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Go on. So now we learn that what's happening here is these scientists are running simulation after simulation after simulation to design a thermonuclear device. So it's almost like a rehashing of The Manhattan Project that led to the development of the first A bomb. Various stations around the room, it almost kind of here gives me the the impression of like whenever you see or if you've ever been in like the control room of NASA and you can see like all the different departments sort of like talking back to you know each other in command and da 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 that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Various stations start calling out the status of their components. So supercomputer operating at thirty petaflops, and for the record, a petaflop is the ability. Of a computer to do one quadrillion floating point operations per second. Crazy. So quadrillion per second, and it's doing 30 In- quadrillion per second the fuck? operations, In- this supercomputer. But, Allie. Yeah. For the record, as of 2022, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, we have made in the real world, Mm -hmm. not in the book, Mm -hmm. like mega advancements with our actual abilities with supercomputing. So, for example, the fastest computer as of like 2022, it's probably different now even was called Frontier installed at the Oak Ridge Leadership Computing Facility which is part of Oak Ridge National Laboratory another part of the government in Tennessee the computer has a high performance LINPAC, or like a uh, like a way to measure its like output ability at 1.102 exaflops meaning 1100 two petaflops
0: damn it's moments like these where i really wish i studied like not the humanities in college and like (laughs) went and studied astrophysics or science or just physics in general and then went and worked for the government had a nice pension waiting for me at the end of my life but instead here i am begging strangers on the internet to subscribe to my patreon (laughs) go on
1: it's funny (laughs) life comes at you fast doesn't it (laughs)
0: You really think you got it all figured out when you're 21 and you're studying English and you're like, I'm going to make it to the middle class. Baby,
1: life's (laughs) tough. Get a helmet. It's That's a good. Boy Meets World quote. That's really good. So all the scientists and the engineers at this point, they're going through their checklist and they're basically like supercomputer operational, output module suspended, awaiting orders, you know like that kind of thing to the director. Right. So Dr. Allen, satisfied with everybody at their posts and like how things are performing, gives the order and says, "Okay, run it. And instantly, Ray Diaz hears the sound of every scientist at their desks ripping up pieces of paper just like to shreds. And like on the one hand, it does make sense because like for the wall facers, the whole thing is like engender confusion. Right? Like never let anybody actually know what's happening so if they've all written down like even if you know not exactly like and then we are going to but even if it's just like calculations a Sophon could maybe be able to see a calculation and go oh i bet they're going to use that to do this oh this might be their plan so right, right. ray diaz is like oh it makes sense they're just like ripping up all of the stuff that they don't want to have forever but like don't they have a shredder
0: right so they start ripping up a bunch of paper
1: but then ray looks physically at the pages being ripped up and they're all blank like actually nothing on them they're just making like little white pieces of confetti for themselves Right. so at this point dr allen tells ray diaz and us that when the very first bomb was detonated dr fermi actual person, tore up blank sheets of paper and threw them into the wind so that when the shock wave passed over them, he could look at where the different pieces fell, measure their distance, and then sort of use math to reverse engineer what the accurate yield of that explosion was. Right. So in that tradition, it's just basically something that they do every time they run a simulation type thing. So then Ray leans in to look at the simulation that's coming in and on the screen, the scientist who's there like looks up to him and he goes, uh, Mr. President, if you're looking for a mushroom cloud, you're not going to see it. That's not how this one went. It didn't happen. And Dr. Allen is like, Mr. Diaz, let's talk about what we can do for you
0: whole sort of like display of like
1: machismo
0: yeah or like running this simulation bravado there is this moment where i'm like this is so fucking weird that they're like they're like nothing to hide from the wall facers i'm like are you hiding something yeah it's like
1: Like, he thinks they'd off
0: yeah so yes he's like finally uh, senor diaz Uh president no i'm sorry senor uh how can i help you And he says again Like I said Please do not call me President anymore But uh, what I do want you to do Is design a nuclear bomb Okay And Mr. Allen is like Of course, I mean, I figured you're not here to play Pac-Man. Could you give me some more specifications about, you know, what type of yield you're thinking? And Ray Diaz says, PDC will send you completed tech requirements before long. I want the largest yield possible, as long as you can make it 200 megatons at the least. Uh. And Mr. Allen is like, that's. It's going to require a lot of time. And also that's 10 times the size of the world's largest thermonuclear device.
1: Yeah. I was like, uh. Yeah.
0: It would actually have to use a totally different trigger method. And it actually might require a whole new structure that we don't really have a model for. So, I mean, were you briefed on the application of nuclear weapons in space warfare before you came up with this plan? And he's like, go ahead. Be redundant. Tell me. I'm like, okay.
1: So shady when he could just say yes or no. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, go it's ahead. for the reader. It's fine being redundant. <laughs> no, I just mean the way he says <laughs> I know, that. I'm I like, know, God. Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: So he says nuclear weapons are low efficient weapons in space since nuclear explosions produce no shock wave in the vacuum of space and only mm-hmm. negligible pressure from the light they generate. So all of their energy is released in the form of radiation mm-hmm. and electromagnetic pulses. And to shield humans on a spacecraft from all that is very mature technology. Yeah. So it's not really efficient or effective or safe yeah and so he says well what if uh radius says okay but what if the target is hit directly yeah you know like don't rely on the shock wave like hit them directly with the bomb he's like that's different in that case heat will be a decisive factor they Mm -hmm. may be melted or vaporized but a bomb of that size that you are asking will be nearly impossible to land a direct hit with Mm. Ray Diaz says but nuclear bombs are humanity's most powerful weapon so what are you suggesting yeah and then Mr. Allen laughs Dr. Allen sorry and he laughs realizing it's ridiculous to discuss such issues at length with a wall facer you know the whole thing is what are we doing (laughs) not talk about yeah hello real shit
1: the one directive keep it secret
0: ray diaz says dr allen i see like everyone else you're treating the wall facer strategy as something mysterious Uh but the most powerful combat ready weapon available to mankind is the hydrogen bomb so focusing on that is only natural isn't it i believe my approach is correct and it's like, okay, are you being serious? Yeah. Are you just pretending to be serious? Yeah. But I kind of feel like he is being serious, but then again, maybe he's misleading. Like, he wants the sophons to think that he's stupid enough to focus right. his energy on building, on building an atomic and bomb. B- right. And Dr. Allen says, you know, Fermi and Oppenheimer used to walk down this road countless times, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> After Hiroshima and Nagasaki, something I hate, by the way, is when people say Hiroshima.
1: That's how I say it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fuck.
0: I mean, maybe it is right, but it sounds just like wrong to me. After Hiroshima and Nagasaki, most of the architects spent their lives mired mm. with depression. I mm-hmm.
1: mean, yeah, pneumonia. I mean, hello. Right.
0: Hello, PTSD.
1: Hello, I am become death destroyer of worlds.
0: He says, but they would be gratified knowing that nuclear weapons... Are now facing a better mission mm. to serve humanity and not to divide it.
1: And then I think to myself, I'm like, who gives a fuck about the dead inventors of the atomic fucking bomb? <laughs> yeah,
0: like we're mired with what depression. they might want
1: now. <laughs> totally. Oh my God.
0: Radius has, no matter how frightening they may be, weapons are a good thing. Mm. I'm like, mm. okay. Okay, Lockheed mm. okay, Martin. Yeah. That's such a good slogan for like Ramion. Russell Grumman
1: say what? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so. And then he says, his final parting words is, And just so you know, the next time I come, I hope I won't see you throwing scraps of paper around. We should make a tidy impression on the Mm Sofans. And it's kind of like him talking directly to the Sofans. Right? Being like, we know you're listening, and we know you know we're fucking with you. Yeah, and
1: also next time we're not going to be simulating. Yeah. Love that. So
0: it's an interesting little power move. No, we've been talking about this book is long and are we ever going to get to the end of it and how many episodes is this going to take? But I was looking at where we are in the book and you know what?
1: We're making good progress. We're
0: making really good progress. Like yeah. it feels a lot longer than it actually is. Well,
1: because also you, something that I thought about last season when we're going through the actual, the three body problem, when it has like normal, traditional chapter yeah. structures, sometimes mm-hmm. a chapter would be literally a quarter of a page. Right. And sometimes that's all we would do in a week was, <laughs> and we would just talk. Those were so, you know,
0: the... Days, my friend, we thought they'd never end.
1: So maybe it comes out in the
0: wash. Brett, you've got a lot to edit with this episode. Or maybe you don't. It depends what you think the listener ought to hear.
1: (laughs) And whatever I think they shouldn't hear, our Patreon subscribers can hear.
0: Period. Because
1: there's a lot that should go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll cut that for Patreon. How about that? Like anything that gets left that on the floor extra.
0: yeah oh by the way
1: are we at a wait is this a by the way mommy? it
0: is not it is by the way bugs oh okay don't forget that if you sign up to our patreon at the trisolarin level mm-hmm. you get one of our exclusive trisolarin overlord enamel pins wait it's not enamel it's like Acrylic. Blue site. Acrylic. It's so fucking sick. I was wearing mine the other day and someone was like, I love your pin. Oh my God. Can I get one? I was like, oh, it's for my podcast. They were like, I- I'll buy one. I was like, no, these are actually not purchasable. You have to become a subscriber. Yeah. She was like, I'll, I'll become a subscriber. I was okay. like, you have to become a Trisolarian Overlord. There's a limited number of them. And she yeah. was like, oh. So. Do it. There's demand. Yeah. So. Go get one. They're so sick.
1: They're super cute. There are three little like wavy bodies in the process of dehydrating yeah. against a pyramid. And the what would you what color would you call the bodies? Like they're like a pale
0: chartreuse sort
1: of like chartreuse on green. like a
0: lilac pyramid.
1: The blue is between. Yeah, like lilac and like very Perry, like the color of the yeah. year from Pantone. Sure. Like that periwinkle. I
0: really want to play Pantone the game or whatever. Oh, yeah. We got to get that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. anyway, I'm Brett. I'm Allie.
1: And it's been. Kind of a wild episode, but it was fun. Hang in there, you guys. Um, We're with you. We love you. I'm done saying words. Anything else? (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Season 2 of Radar Peak, a three-body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or wherever you pod so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive content we may not have had time for, subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, one last thing before you go. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review and tell a friend about us. Join the conversation when you follow us on social media at Radar Peak Pod. And stay tuned for all new episodes returning January 24th. See you there.